Let's continue our study of David. In the last episode, we saw where Samuel anointed David as God's chosen king of Israel. And we ended in verse uh, 13 in chapter 16 of 1 Samuel. So we're going to pick it up in the 14th verse. And we're going to see that, you know, God's plan uh, to get David to the palace. Now, currently David is in the pasture with the sheep because after David was anointed by Samuel, he went back to the pasture. He went back to tending the sheep. This is important um, because he knew he was anointed, but again, I'm not sure. I don't believe he knew why he was anointed. And I know um, David didn't go to the palace right away to say, hey, look, Saul, I'm here. It's time for you to move. <laughs> no, David went back to doing his work. So let's go to the 14th verse because God always has a plan and he's working in the scenes, behind the scenes, between the scenes to get us to the position and place that we need to be in order to carry out the assignments, the task, the ministry, the work that he has anointed us and called us to. He's chosen us for this work. So in verse 14, it says, now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul. Now we know that God's spirit had left Saul because of his disobedience. And that's important for us. We can't remain in disobedience and expect God's spirit to be at work in us. That, that, that doesn't work. And so the spirit departed Saul. Now an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Now, you know, there's no evil in God. What this is really saying is that God allowed or permitted this spirit, this distressing or evil spirit to torment uh, Saul. And also because the spirit of God is no longer residing with Saul, he doesn't have a defense mechanism available to ward off this tormenting spirit. He doesn't have the spirit of God to help him fight this battle. Okay. So this spirit is tormenting him. And so Saul's attendants, they notice how Saul is being tormented or how he is acting. Um, and so they say to him, and, and also this is good to have people in your circle that can recognize when something is going on with you and then offer a solution. So that's a good thing. So they say to Saul in verse number 16, let our Lord command his servants to search for someone who can play the harp. Now that's what they say. Um, and harps at that time were very popular. You know, it's a musical instrument. Um, and so it was used during that time to play all the time. So, and music calms the ravage or beast, right? That's what we've heard, that music calms it. And they say he will play when the evil spirit comes upon you and then you will feel better. 
And so when we go to verse 17, we see that Saul agreed and said, okay, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. Now, he didn't just want any old body that can string some, that can just string their fingers across the heart. No, he wanted somebody that can play well because this was a serious thing that was going on with Saul. In verse 18, we see that one of the servants said, I have seen a son of Jesse. Okay, now I, I, maybe um, they didn't even have to go. Doesn't say that they went and came back. I mean, how the hell are you reading that? Because how I see it is one of the servants said, because he said, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. But then in verse number 18, it says, one of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp. Look, y'all, y'all just need to do what God has called you to do. People are always watching. You never know who's observing you. You never know when your skill or abilities will be mentioned to someone uh, in a position that can, can bring you up, right? So it's good for us and you to continue to do the work that God has called you to do, all right? And do it well. So notice what he says. He says, he is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine looking man and the Lord is with him. When you don't know people are watching you, they are watching you. They are observing your character, your actions. They are observing your nature. This servant of Saul noticed these things about David, Jesse's son. Now they didn't call his name. They just said, I've seen a son of Jesse. We don't, at this point, um, uh, Saul doesn't know who it is. Even this servant doesn't know who it is. He just says a son of Jesse. He knows Jesse's son. What does he know? He knows he plays the harp. And he knows he's brave. He knows he's a warrior. He knows he speaks well. He's articulate. He know how he knows how to formulate words to make good sentences and coherent thoughts. He could talk to people probably about anything. Even though he was a shepherd, he had intellect. He was intelligent, right? And he was good looking. And then most of all, he said, the Lord is with him. All right, so let's go to 19. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me your son, David. Now the name is given. Jesse has the, I mean, Saul has the name. He says, send me your son, David, who is with the sheep. Okay, he knew that David was keeping the sheep. Now, evidently, there was some more intel brought to Saul about David, okay? Even though the Bible doesn't specifically say here, we have to conclude that because he names him and he knows that David is with the sheep. The servant who told Saul that he had seen the son of Jesse does not mention that he was a shepherd, okay? So we have to consider that. <clears throat> So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat and sent them with his son, David, to Saul. So Jesse didn't withhold David from going to Saul. I mean, the, the king is asking for your son, you know. Was he going to deny the king? No, he let him go. And he sent some gifts um, with him. 
Um, so one thing we could say too is that at this point, we know that Saul didn't know that David had been anointed to replace him. Because you know, if he had, he never would have received the invitation to go to the palace. So David in verse 21 comes to Saul and he enters his service. Saul liked him very much and David became one of his armor bearers. That's what the word says. And then uh, Saul sent word to Jesse saying, allow David to remain in my service for I am pleased with him. Now that, that's what he says, right? So uh, Saul's invitation is an opportunity for David to gain insight on what it's like to be in the palace, right? Not necessarily to follow Saul's guidance or direction or example, because remember, God had rejected um, Saul. So you don't want to follow the one that God has uh, rejected. You don't want to do those things. But God had elevated David or opened a door. How about that? He opened a door for David to enter the palace so that he can see the workings of the palace. Now, he also became one of his armor bearers, right? And so when we think about that, that's the one that helps to bear the armor of, um, of, a, of, the, of the king, uh, the one that's in leadership. So he, you know, so David had become close to Saul in some way. So then um, Saul, when he asked David, um, I'm sorry, when Saul asked Jesse to allow David to remain in his service, he said he's pleased with him. He was pleased with uh, David. He was happy with David. So he wanted to keep David. But David went back and forth because every time the spirit came upon Saul, David would take his harp and play. And then relief would come to Paul. He would, I mean, Saul rather, and he would feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. David would go back to tending his sheep. And so what am I saying here in this little short excerpt? In this little short lesson today, what I'm saying is David has been anointed. He's God's chosen. So God is working the plan to get David to the palace. This is David's training ground. He again, remember, is a shepherd. But now there is a torment happening to the current king that David is the one that has the solution uh, to bring some relief to this king. And so God opens the door for David to enter the palace. And so as he enters the palace, he becomes a pleasure to the king. And so the king invites David to stay in his service, okay? He's in the service of the king as a uh, heart player to relieve this tormenting spirit or this distressing spirit, and also to serve as his armor bearer. What David is gaining is going to help him for his future position that he's already been anointed for. He's just not ready to take the helm, all right? So what does that say to us? It says to us that when we have been 
uh, chosen by God for a task that we don't necessarily have to knock down doors to uh, take the position that God has given us. No, we need to wait on God's timing. We need to allow God to open the door for us to enter these places so that we can get the necessary training and skills that we need to be observant of um, our surroundings and where he is taking us and leading us. We need to also be who God has called us to be at all times, to, to be excellent in the things that God is um, or has equipped us with. Like David, for example, someone was watching David. David didn't know that they had observed that he could play the harp. They, David didn't know that they knew that he was a brave man, that he was a warrior, that he could speak well, that he was, you know, good looking, that they knew that the Lord was with them. David didn't know that his name would come up in a conversation and he would be so well spoken of. It's important that we lead lives or godly examples that we do good. Now, I'm not saying everybody is perfect. No, I'm sure David, you know, messed up a lot. Uh, some are speculating that David was between the age of 10 and 15 when he received his anointing from God. Um, we know that, um, he was young for sure. And we'll find that out in the next episode when, uh, Saul talks to him about this battle with Goliath. But yeah, so this is, this is what we're learning today that God opened a door. God is going to open a door for you too. You just need to be patient. You need to be able to also recognize and be ready when that door opens. It may not be the position that God ultimately wants you to go to, uh, but hey, your foot is in the door. David's foot was in the door. David entered as a harp player and a armor bearer and an armor bearer, right? His foot is in the door. He has the pleasure of the king. This is nothing but the work of God, y'all. And in some of your positions, the same thing is happening to you. You may not be in the position and place that you desire to be, but you got your foot in the door. Keep working. Keep working, keep showing yourself um, to be someone that is trustworthy, that someone that uh, is diligent in their work, that someone the Lord is with. Because see, when God's favor is upon you, you can't be denied. That's the point, the blank, and the period. Okay. All right. So that's going to be the end of this little episode. And we will pick up in chapter number 17. This is when it gets really good. And it's a familiar story that most of you are. It's the battle between David that most of you are aware of. It's the battle between David and Goliath. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this lesson. And we're praying today, Father, that you would help us to receive what you have in store for us, that we will not reject your good and perfect plan. Father, on the road to our destinies, we're praying, Father, that we will be obedient and that we will walk into the doors and places, that we will continue to work out the 
gifts that you have given us, that we will not be people who are slothful uh, and unconcerned, but that we are diligent and dedicated, that it can be spoken well of us in places of importance as well. Thank you, Father. We're praying today that ears will hear and obey. I thank you, Lord. All right. This has been your daily dose. Remember this, a daily dose of God's word. Oh, y'all, it's good for the soul. Be blessed. Mm -hmm.